0: joined today by Kiffin Simpson, driving the number 21 car for HMD. It's your first time in Nashville. Yep. What do you think about this track so far?
1: Um, It's pretty cool. Um, It's a very different street circuit. I mean, we drive over a bridge, so that's very different to (laughs) any street circuit I know of. Um, It's got a very tight uh, back section, and it's a lot of fun.
0: Is there a part that is more challenging than you expected kind of you you go into a track walk you're like this is what to expect but you get in the car is there anything that caught you off guard this weekend
1: um the last little bit at the end of um turn 9, 10, 11 is a little bit more tricky than I expected it to be with the way the road is and different things like that
0: so we have qualifying this afternoon race tomorrow it's ridiculously hot out How do you stay kind of, you know, mentally sharp on such a hot day? You know, what do you do to just, like, kick back in between sessions? You know, is it training? Is it just total stay in air and do nothing for the next couple hours?
1: Um, I try to just relax as much as I can. Just stay in the A.C., drink a lot of water. Um, We've had lunch since the last session, so eat what I can and uh, just prepare going over all the data and video.
0: So for those who maybe aren't familiar with Kiffin-Simpson before this year, you know, how did you get involved in motorsports as a kid and, you know, your career progression and, and you know everything that brought you kind of like two Indy lights now?
1: I started in karting in Barbados when I was uh, nine, I believe. Okay. And uh, from there I just moved over to I started racing in America after a couple of years and then from there I uh, FR before I came over to Indie Lights. What would you say is the biggest change coming over to HMD for this round? Like, what did you notice first? Um, They're very organized, and I've liked liked working with them because they've they've obviously done this last year as well, so they know what they're doing, they're experienced, and uh, it's different working with such a big team as well. What is it, do you... Get in with all your teammates pretty quickly, like have you been able to work with them and kind of learn some things or even teach them some things? Yeah, um, I've known a lot of these guys from before I joined the team. Um, this week, hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports related news. I know him quite well. Um, Linus, I raced FR for a little bit against in 2020. Um, and uh, the rest of them I I know just from racing them. Um, so it's not been too difficult.
0: So you have... HMD has, what, half the grid this weekend? <laughs> rough, roughly. Um, so I'm sure your bosses are exhausted this weekend. But... Is it beneficial to have, you know, five other cars worth of data to look at and five other drivers and five other teams to kind of compare notes with and whatnot, or is is it is five too much to, to look at? Um, it's definitely helpful. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's
1: five other people, so there's lots of different things being tested at, at, at any session. Um, usually drivers like different cars so with so many different cars you can um, try to see what they have and try to apply it to your car Um, and just seeing all their data and videos well helps a lot
0: so I know you also have a development deal with Chip Ganassi Racing how did that that come about?
1: Um, I was able to meet at Daytona this year okay. um, at the Daytona 24 and from there we talked about my career and the future of
0: uh, CGR and um, yeah that's pretty much it do you uh, get to spend time with them you know if there's not an Indy Lights race on a weekend are you at the track spending time with Ganassi talking to drivers or crew or whatever just kind of get a feel for you know what IndyCar is like yeah
1: um I try to as much as I can. Yeah. I was at the 500 this year. Yeah. Um, I wasn't able to go to Toronto, but I was at uh, Indy for the most recent road course race. Um, and I just try to learn from them as much as I can, and learn from all their crew as well.
0: Any of the drivers there that you've gotten to talk to that have given you any sort of good advice that you're like, wow, you know, that's something I want to take with me for the next Indy Lights race.
1: Um, yeah, I've talked to Dario quite a lot. Okay. Um, so he's, he's he, for instance, in uh, Detroit, he was able to teach me a lot about that track. Yeah. This track, he's
0: obviously never driven, but uh, he was still able to give me some pointers here. You've had a pretty solid Indy Light season. Is there something, you know, one weekend that you're looking at from in the past this year that you're like, you know, if I just did one thing differently, I would have been on the podium, something that sticks out to you in Um, any way. The
1: first race at Detroit, I probably didn't do the best I could in qualifying. I wasn't feeling great that weekend, and uh, I don't think I got the most out of myself. Um, So maybe I could have done better that weekend, but overall I think I've done a pretty good job.
0: So kind of on a a similar note, what are keys to success for the rest of the year you've got? Four, five rounds, something like that I think left. It's four. Yeah. If
1: you don't include this weekend, I think it's four. Yeah.
0: yeah. So there's you know a handful of races left in the season. What are you know what's most important to have a successful second half, last quarter of the year? I think a big part is going to be learning from all of
1: uh, HMD drivers yeah. um, and learning from them on how I can be quicker and uh, just try to work on getting a better result. Getting back to this weekend a little bit, the track we've heard from some of the drivers is not the easiest to pass on. How important do you think qualifying is going to be coming up this afternoon? I think qualifying is going to be very important. Um, I had even just, I had what I would say was a pretty good draft uh, down one of the straightaways on the lap, and it really didn't do much for me, so push to pass will help that a little bit, but it's still going to be incredibly difficult because the braking zones are incredibly bumpy.
0: Yeah. What, what is it like, I, I noticed maybe more this year than last year, The second you're going over the bridge and it's bumpy as hell. How do you set up a car to A, slow down, and B, turn, when you are on probably one of the bumpiest parts of the track?
1: That is probably a better question for the engineers. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure how they do it, but they do a great job at it.
0: Looking ahead to 2023, you know how, how early in 2023 plans are you? have you already started discussing that? I know you can't say what's going to happen, but
1: yeah um, I'm not exactly sure as of yet. We are looking at 2023 because we do we don't have a ton of races left. Yeah. Um, but I am still focused on 2022 as much as I can and uh, just focus on finishing the year strong
0: Would a goal be to potentially do some IndyCar races next year or try to get a, a you know another full season at lights and then kind of work your way up from there?
1: I mean IndyCar is pretty awesome and it'd be awesome to race in yeah. IndyCar but uh, it's not
0: completely my decision I guess so cool. Well good luck this week on it a- yeah thanks.
2: Hey there, my name is Michael Amanato and this is Pit Pass F1